time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is our man as always with the movers that you missed in today's session. Time to dig under the hood. Uh, George, we start off the show, you and I talking Tesla, the green energy stuff. We just went through some of the other tech plays like Micron that worked today. But you've got the 3D printers, which was the hottest spot of the session. Let's go to Triple D, which was up 105%, and that was even off the highs. This one, I want to say, OJ, was pretty disgusting in terms of moves. I mean, you wouldn't really <laughs> expect this from a company that's been around for a long time. It's they have. Systems. It's over a decade old company. Uh, it's uh, actually in the 3D printing space. Uh, it actually helps digital manufacturing or helps facilitate digital manufacturing, especially in polymers and plastics. They actually have moved more into the metals materials software, and they also provide some on-demand services. But uh, despite the move, which was just fantastic, or if you will, really just uh, outrageous to say the least, uh, what was the reason? In fact, we talked about this in the previous segment. One of the catalysts involved in companies like this kind of as a benchmark is revenue. And they came out with revenue which, uh, despite the move, was down 19% year over year, but they beat the estimate. So that's what's one of the catalysts of reasons why it went higher. But that, at the same time, they generated some slightly higher gross margins than were expected, and they lost five cents a share, but it was better than expected. And that's, again, part and parcel of why we see this move to the upside. But besides that, we've talked about this uh, trend. There's a trend that's going on in the uh, 3D printing space. If you think about COVID, COVID uncovered lots of problems, and one of those was the fragility in the global manufacturing supply chain. So I think uh, going forward, there's a lot of end markets, including medical and dental, aerospace, auto, auto, uh, automobiles, as well as durable industrial goods companies that are going to be in demand for 3D printing services so that they have basically real-time on-demand in-house manufacturing of component parts versus relying on those fragile supply chains. I think this is a secular trend that's happening and 3D is participating. George, uh, uh, the fact that we ran even above the previous uh, highs that w w were back in 2018 is, is pretty amazing uh, to see how, uh, to put this move in perspective. But this is a stock that also traded at $97 way back in 2013 right. when it was thought that 3D printing was going to be uh, just an explosively huge market. Did anything today, George, I mean, did we really, I know you talk about some of the things that did happen, but did we really have some watershed moment for 3D printing as an industry today? Because it wasn't just 3D, it wasn't just 3D systems, this stock. I mean, everything vaguely connected to 3D printing right. went berserk. Yeah. So. Good question. So we've talked about this this industry, not 3D systems particularly as a company. We talked about Nano Dimensions, which is a, a very unique company that 3D prints uh, printed circuit boards. And you also talked. We talked about Stratasys Systems, which is a competitor of 3D. In fact, the the entire field in the 3D space is getting very crowded. Uh, there's double the polymer-based 3D manufacturers like 3D printers, like, like 3D systems, than there was back in, in 2014. But, but I think what's happening here is I, I really think that there is this sort of secular shift that's occurred. And it's actually happening in quite a few industries that have been around, technologically speaking, and in this case, the 3D systems, has been around, as you mentioned, 2013, it was trading at a lot higher price. It's starting to evolve. And sometimes these, these secular trends can really catch fire 
uh, over time, but in this case, it can take a decade or more. We talk about the genomic space, by the way. Uh, you know, we broke the, uh, cracked the genome uh, sequencing code 20 years ago, OJ, and now we're starting to see these genomic stocks take a, a grasp of potential market share and actual usefulness in a clinical setting. So I think that's the story here with 3D systems. It's basically becoming more useful now. Costs are coming down. That's an extremely important component of how these businesses can, of course, gain scalability. And I think also the on-demand uh, needs uh, for aerospace companies, for instance, like Boeing, uh, they, they want on-demand manufacturing. Why? Because it's more timely and cost-effective. And that's because, again, technology within this 3D printing technology has become more efficient, scalable, and that reduces costs. And therefore, it becomes a little bit more economical for businesses to do a little bit more in-house manufacturing versus outsourcing manufacturing overseas. Lastly, because I know I'm running on, but a lot of these companies sell their products for prototyping. And we've talked about some national security issues mm -hmm. uh, and prototype manufacturing is typically overseas in China. So I think companies want to have control okay, so, of the prototype yeah. intellectual capital. And that's the other reason why we're seeing some movements in these companies. Got it, all right. So some big picture themes uh, moving, but definitely it seems Wall Street, or at least in traders, investors, extrapolating from 3D systems information to the broader market as a whole right now. Uh, which may be a tiny bit of a stretch. Uh, perhaps the industry, though, is, you know, finally catching on again. George, we got to keep going here. American Superconductor, love that name. Any stock like that, you'd expect to be based in Massachusetts, and it is. Uh, big run today, up to 30 bucks, and uh, it's been going wild again uh, from the lows. Uh, a stock that used to trade at 14 bucks pre-COVID in 2019, but similar to 3D systems, you can take back to a previous era uh, in the uh, 2000s uh, where this stock was trading way, way higher, like in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah, so superconductors effectively, by definition, serves me correctly, OG, it's about moving electricity around more efficiently. Believe so. Traditional copper wire technologies. So again, uh, you know, I'm not surprised to see it out of, out of Massachusetts, close to MIT, but basically uh, this is a company that's really focused in the wind turbine uh, electricity generation space. And huh. effectively their technologies, you know, help uh, companies uh, utilize wind turbine uh, electricity more efficiently they help with engineering planning, also grid systems. CleanSpark is another company we've talked about in the microgrid efficiency space, uh, which again, uh, help optimize network reliability uh, and efficiency and performance. And uh, again, this stock last year was around uh, $7 a share, uh, a little bit uh, prior to COVID, trading around 14 around COVID, now it's at 30 bucks. And uh, I think there's a couple of catalysts, primarily, uh, OJ, I think there's a demand for efficient voltage energy control. The other thing is, and I think this is the bigger picture view, is it's participating in that renewable energy halo effect. And, and I think that's important to note here as well. Now, you know, when you look at a company like this, sales are important, they're always going to be. Uh, last year's or last quarter, they, they posted about 51% year over year top line sales growth. The company has no debt. Uh, the market cap is about 830 million and trailing 12 month sales about 78 million. So it is a small cap company, there's no doubt, but at eight times sales, you know, that gives you an idea that perhaps the stock is still undervalued relative to that top line sales mm. growth number of 51%. But I wouldn't put it in the same realm as a, uh, a, 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 a multiple in the software space 
which is generally around uh, you know price to sales of 20 versus 40 percent revenue growth. Huh. But I think there's a, an element of uh, of a catalyst here because companies are looking to manage and optimize energy efficiency and electricity efficiency, and that's what this huh. company does. And lastly, here. Uh, one catalyst uh, also may be a recent design win with the U.S. Navy, and, and I think that is another positive note for the okay. company. George, I like but, it. Uh, Got to keep in mind, it's not profitable, so that's a, that's an important factor to keep in mind if you're an investor. Pretty cool story, though. Uh, obviously, a growth one, which is the primary theme right now. Profitability is not paramount. Hey, George, one minute, okay? Give me a 60-second take. Last one real quickly is AI. Uh, obviously, uh, the stock is up today with everything else, 18%. California-based company, artificial intelligence, but also a software stock, right? It is. It's an AI stock. Uh, C3, I have to look at it. C3.ai is the company. That's the actual company name. Uh, basically, it's a recent IPO back on December 9th. Uh, we know that the IPO space for uh, AI companies uh, or if you will, software as a service AI companies, companies like Palantir, Snowflake, these are a couple we, we are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Stock itself hit a, hit a peak at around 177 on the 22nd of December to pull back. So I think that's common space for the uh, recent IPO market. Uh, but today got a nice bid to the upside. And uh, recently there's a couple catalysts as a new company. You always want to see uh, analyst coverage. Recently, Piper Sandler, Canaccord uh, initiated coverage, both with an outperform. 130 and 140 respective price targets. The consensus is 144. A uh, couple of other things quickly to note here, OJ. Trailing 12-month revenue, 156 million. They got a contract with Baker Hughes in the oil and gas space for 175 million in 2021. That's again, 100% more than last year's revenue. But based on last year's revenue, the contract they had with Baker Hughes represented 44%. So it's concentrated revenue in the oil and gas space, but again, what's going on here, it's secular. If you look at oil and gas, it is an industry group that is introducing artificial intelligence. I think mm -hmm. artificial intelligence is gonna cut across every single industry group. Interesting company, but trading at 67 times oh. sales might be a little bit rich relative to sales growth. In this market, George, come on, nothing's rich, GT, except for your commentary. Appreciate it, very good work.